Put your two hands on the hurl podcast. 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 Welcome to the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'd like to, uh, my name is Robbie Mansfield. I'll be your uh, host for the, for the evening. I'd like to introduce uh, my two contributors. Uh, first of all, a man, mountain of a man who has been recently downgraded from elite sportsman to non-elite sportsman. It's a uh, dreamy, leamy, Liam O'Neill. Oh, I'm not sure if I like that one, Rob. That's, we're we're bar, borderline, borderline elite. Borderline elite. Borderline elite. Possibly borderline elite. Maybe next weekend. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And on to my uh, next contributor is uh, a man who's been described as the Jose Mourinho of uh, Kilkenny Camogie. It's uh, TJ Mills. Stuff why I got the sack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made that connection. That's what I was going to say, because it's not that you're a great manager or a great coach or anything. It's that after a couple of years, the team gets sick of you and you get, you get booted out the door. It was always my decision, Robbie. Always my decision. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> you only leave when you get the big contract, when you get your uh, contract paid out. What's that saying? Never oversay your welcome. So... <laughs> 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 a man who knows when to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Except the pub, but uh, that's a different story. I was actually going I'd to... like to say a quick uh, shout out to uh, Mark, who's uh, currently, he's moved from Belgium to Oman. He's gone and he's joined the Oman posse. So shout out to Mark, who's over in Oman at the moment. He is, uh, he's after bumping up our Oman listeners, is he? He's, uh, he's out there, he's doing, uh, he's trying to... Network with the the Omanians and uh, <laughs> trying to get us on their their TV over there. Sounds good. Sounds good. So the first topic, boys, is the most importantly, the football is back on the secondary uh, issue. The the hurling is back. So uh, obviously, the big ball is uh, more fun, more crack, more entertaining uh, than hurling. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the GA coming back? Yeah, I, I think it's a big thing. I think to be a lot of pressure, um, a lot of pressure on the intercounty that it goes off with. And um, they're all even there was one. Team. What the fuck is that sound? <laughs> Sorry. I was wondering. <laughs> is Liam like breathing heavy on the phone or what's going on? Lads, I'm not tonight this. So Liam, will you breathe properly? <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off, that wasn't me. I couldn't, couldn't hear the two of you talking. I, I did not in there. That's, I, DJ, that's all you. That's all you, man. You're fucking eating your mic again, are you? Eating me, man. It's, it's near Halloween, so maybe there's uh, spirits on, on the line there. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was freaky, like. It was freaky. It's like one of those... Pretty, pretty freaky. <laughs> I have to be honest, boys. I didn't hear. It definitely thing, sounded like Liam. It definitely sounded like Liam. I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to have to listen back over this because I didn't hear a thing. Like it couldn't be <laughs> for Robbie when we heard it. <laughs> didn't hear a thing. I don't know what. You, I don't even know what you're anyway. about. Like <laughs> anyway, the the GA is back, lads. Let's let's go back on topic there. The GA is back. Uh, are you happy, sad, or looking forward to it? Yeah. Delighted, absolutely delighted. It's uh, waiting, it seems like 20 years for it to come back. And um, 
it's a big test, like I was saying, it's a big test for the GHC will they be able to go off successfully. Um, I just heard this evening, uh, this being recorded Tuesday, that Fermanagh are looking for their game against Clare, I think, they're playing the weekend, uh, to be called off because 10 of their players uh, are out due to um, testing positive for COVID. I just leave it there at that. So I think that's a bigger, a big test to see. I think GA want to get the to see what way the league tables finish up. That's important to give teams a bit of a a goal to get them back into rhythm and that because challenge games aren't meant to be going ahead at the moment, even though they are. And yeah. to see would it be successful for would the championship be able to go ahead? It could be a situation that. This weekend might be the only action this year. Fingers crossed it won't happen. We're not saying though that like if, no matter what, if you can't feel the team, then you're just you're gonna the other team is gonna get the win, sort of thing in the championship. When it comes to like the when they start the championship for real, they're gonna be you play the game or you're gone. Yeah, that that was the impression I had as well, Robbie. Um, I know with the club scene. Um, we were told this year with Camogie anyway, and I'm not certain about the GA now, but the Camogie anyway, we're told if we couldn't fulfill a fixture, um, unless for, say, real extreme reasons, we would have to forfeit a game. I mean, such a tight schedule there. We were chatting last week about the club championship. The GA want this finished by December. So if it was a situation that there were any risk, or say they weren't, like they couldn't have a game, call off the game, and expect to play. Say, say in normal circumstances. Sorry, in Southern, in normal circumstances, if a game was called off of a Sunday, if it needed to be replayed, it could be or it could be fixed for a midweek fixture or the following week or something like that. But if it was due to say to a COVID outbreak or something like that, and you had close contacts as well that they had to isolate, it is impossible for that to happen. So. My understanding would be, yeah, for this CCCC could turn down for Manus request or any other yeah. that could be in that position. But imagine if it goes to like the All Ireland hurling final and uh, Dublin are in a strong position to win the final, obviously, and uh, they get stricken down by COVID and uh, they they you know get some other team get handed uh, the Lee McCarthy. You know that wouldn't obviously go down well. Well, I think it would. <laughs> I think it'd be a bit like Ronnie O'Sullivan for that to happen. I know I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I know it, it, could happen. it could. Like, I mean, that that's the risk that's happening in the championship this year. Would it happen? It'd be big controversy. Like, would it be a situation that they'd have to come up with some solution that a loser or a semi-final or something may have to have a chance or something like that? I don't think it could be a situation that if two the two teams get to the final and one of them can't play it, that it just could hand the cup to the other because, I mean, it'd be... I just think it wouldn't be possible. I genuinely think you, the semi-final losers could kind of kick up about it. Are you going to have a situation, though, that like you're going to have, you're going to have to have county teams that are going to have to have massive panels like massively inflated panels or maybe have like different different pods like training so that like in the events that like some of the, your main players get stricken down with uh, COVID that you, you just call up other guys 
So basically, I'm saying that, you know, there's a chance that either of you guys could be playing for Kilkenny in the championship, lads. You want to get your boots uh, boots ready. <laughs> Are you ready for that, Lee? Not a fucking bit of me is ready for that. <laughs> Throw him in full forward there. Let him in there for the high ball. Sure, fucking. He'd be grand. For a story four years ago, now how true it is, but I, like it's going around that Kilkenny footballers went to play a league I think it was a league match one time. Now, I stand corrected on this. It could be just complete bluffing, but that they, they were so short players, they actually had to get the bus driver to line out. And they still won. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a case up in Leash. Um, we were chatting about it on an earlier podcast for a 70-year-old lined out on goal for, was it? Oh, Anthony, you kill me for this. I forget the team. Was it Burson Ostry or someone like that? He he stood on goal for a junior match and only conceded two goals. So <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> good goal. <laughs> but I mean, that, I think that'd be the situation. I mean, they, like most panels anyway, have about forty players around the panel. So it'd be just a matter of they can name twenty-four on a match day. But if it's a situation like what happened with our soccer team, they would have the players around that to be able to call up that they wouldn't need. Like, they wouldn't be in real dire straits. And just moving on to the the fantasy hurling team, if, uh, you know, some of the guys get stricken down with uh, coronavirus, are you going to be able to call up more Dublin players to your team, TJ? I noticed you only had one player in the squad that was from Dublin, so (laughs) I'm not sure if that was a mistake or... Well, it was because... I just couldn't decide. Any player... But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, a friend of ours um, contacted us during the week uh, about fancy hurling that's taking place, and we'd recommend everyone to go on to it. It's, uh, it's for a great cause and some great prizes as well, and we will be discussing our hurling team, uh, fancy hurling team, uh, later on. It's on championship.fancyhurling.ie, and they also have football as well. But uh, going back to your question, yeah, I know it's. Uh, I had to put in a Dublin player. I had to. Um, now, many, a few cousins and friends of mine would say, why are they no leash player on it? But uh, it's just... It's, that question answers it fucking self. <laughs> <laughs> We're after losing our listeners from leash. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but, in fairness, the leash seemed to get a, quite a fair old uh, battering on this uh, podcast, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Leashing Car- Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, they're the surrounding counties, like, yeah, it's that county rivalry. So, uh, <laughs> there's our Carlo listeners, lost. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like it, it will be a real test. I mean, I think this is the good thing about having the club championship played off the way it is instead of having a split season because. In earlier rounds of the league, as everyone knows, you could have teams that would lose their first game and end up winning the championship. Valley Hills a good example. And having the county cha- or sorry, the club championship over going into the inter county season, at least inter county managers will have a full selection across junior, intermediate and senior. So I like I can't see any issue with with um, lack of availability of players unless there's a big outbreak or something like that. 
Well, I can tell you what one of the biggest travesties of the club championship not being finished is that the Kilkenny football championship has been uh, abandoned and uh, won't be fulfilled. I'm sure, uh, sure every man and every man, woman, and child in Kilkenny is uh, a small bit devastated about that that the football championship won't be finished. Would you believe? Well, I tell, I tell you what, Rob. Go on, Tita. Go on, Tita. Go on. You love talking. No, no, no. We're you love you love talking. No, no, no. Go on, Tita. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say up around my neck of the woods they will be devastated. Yeah, morning raw. Good uh good old uh, football footballers out there, yeah. So <laughs> big ball big ball big ball men they call them. Big ball men. That's yeah, that's a good big word. ball men. Among the back big ball men. Their final last year as well. And who bet them? Uh light team. <laughs> they bet. <laughs> Which I believe they bet a Dublin team just off the top of my head. They beat a Dublin team. Uh, they beat a Leash team. No, sorry. They beat a Dublin team, a Leash team. And they played a Loud team. And they were actually leading with, I think, about 15 minutes to go. Only the Loud team just had a final burst. Or it could have been that the uh, so, team could have won the final. What you're saying is they bet the two stronger teams and lost to the shit team. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that because I have good <laughs> bad so I know they were worthy winners when they got to a final that's all I say but they didn't win they didn't win unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> well Liam what's the story with your fantasy team have you uh, have you finished it off uh, I haven't even started, to be honest, lads. Uh, oh, oh. That's, uh, yeah, one of you, like, someone's going to have to show me how to put a fucking team together or whatever, like, because I've never ah, played. Ah, yeah, the, 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 young, the young whippersnapper is asking the two L lads for <laughs> technology now. Come on. The two granddads, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never done, like, a fucking fancy hurling or fancy football, so it's just never piqued my interest, so I don't know how to go about it or what to do. You just pick players. You pick two players from each county. And obviously you pick two, two dubs first and then whatever's left after that. Can you have like zero players from one county? Yeah. yeah. As in Dublin. <laughs> well, I don't, I can't imagine anyone would ever do that, but yeah, I suppose you could, <laughs> technically. If you wanted to lose, if you didn't want to win the money. Yeah, well, I'm not going to win anyway, so... <laughs> I've got no leash fella and I've got no leash guys on my team but I have Eddie Brennan who's a leash manager but a proud Kilkenny man he's my, my manager of my team yeah that doesn't so really count that. then does it <laughs> but he's the leash manager like you know so uh, yeah manager that's the best the best I could do for them like yeah it's better than none I suppose and I noticed that we all have uh, or well I say we all but it's just me and TJ <laughs> me and TJ have all free takers uh, in the forward line which is uh, obviously a good way to get some fantasy points Oh definitely definitely I learned from the fantasy Premier League mate, this year so I guarantee that I wasn't going to fall on this one <laughs> Yeah well uh, probably the worst mistake I made with my soccer team was picking uh, Kante it was like <laughs> just, like you can't like Chelsea can't even keep a clean sheet and he's not going to score a goal I thought he might pop up with an L goal or, or two but no I think he's definitely going to get the chop I know it's, I, I, I'm after giving up on it I, I played we go back to the hurling in a second but I, I played me wild card after the second week like and I might as well have 
I might as well have done nothing. Like it's just it's it's shocking. Like it's shocking. Make up shocking bad. Hurling. Make up for it in the hurling. What way does the hurling work? Because obviously, like it's only off the championship. So like if you pick, you know, two players like say from Kilkenny and they lose in the first round, which they probably will, like they're gone then. <laughs> Uh, they're in the hurling compared to the football this year. There's a uh, back door, so it's kind of mm. compared to say previous years, say last year where they'd be a or sorry kind of a round robin uh, before, then then go into the Leinster Championship or months or other champion. Or I just uh, yeah, round robin was in Leinster and Munster. Sorry, um. There's not that this year, so they have a first round game. Kilkenny will be playing the winners of Leash in Dublin. If Kilkenny lose that, they have a backdoor game. So it's actually a minefield this year because no matter what, you could have, say, Kilkenny were beaten in the Leinster final. Please God, it doesn't happen. They could be playing like the Limerick, Tipperary, Clare, or someone like that. So well, when they play play Dublin in the semi final, like you know, it's probably going to be they're probably going to be going into the back door from then anyway. So, <laughs> do you know it's the most dangerous place to play Dublin actually? In the, we find out that in the replay in Portlaoise a couple of years ago. So, uh, Brian uh, Brian Cody will be after learning fairly much from that. Um, actually, he's not a man to lose a replay now. In fairness, no, not it's not often. You don't beat him twice in a row. No. <laughs> Um, actually, um, do you want to call out your fancy team, Robbie, and we can see how it goes in the next couple of weeks, see who wins out of the two of us? Yeah, I'll just uh, put her up there now. Do I have uh, Anthony Nash and Golf, the solid goalkeeper? Yeah. And then who do I have? I've got, well, like, so, like some of these guys are... They're not actually full-backs or like in the full-back line, but I just picked them because I thought they might get a few scores. Cheating um, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like this, like this whole back line is highly dependent on Waterford doing well, which is uh, <laughs> is not really a, a something that, you know, it could it could go uh, tits up, to be fair. So we've got Parag Walsh, uh, Tyg de Burka, and uh, Matthew Hanlon, uh, full-back line. So... That's pretty solid. Like Matthew Hanlon is an absolute yeah. animal, and then Park Walsh and Tiger Burke. Like hopefully they're going to get a few stars. And then I've got Hardrick uh, Mar, Connor Spillane, and Dara Fives in the halfback line. So hopefully they'll be pumping the balls over the bar. And then we've got my first dub, uh, Ryan McBride, and uh, got a nice sounding name as well. So it's kind of adds to it as well. It's got a nice. Nice ring to it, Ryan McBride. And we've got Keen Lynch as well. So obviously Keen Lynch is another animal there in midfield. And we've got the great Colin Keeney. Unfortunately, he never won a football all Ireland with the dubs, but hopefully he win uh, a hurling one with the with the hurlers. And we've got TJ Reid, obviously TJ, you know, he's gonna probably get like twenty points a game, so obviously he's gonna go in there. Uh Lee Chin, another free taker, Joe Canning, Seamus Callan, and Podge Collins like I think anyone who who's to play that uh the half forward full forward line, like they're just absolute unreal. The the whole team actually the that forward line. I'd actually love to see that forward line actually play together. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm ashamed to say, Robbie, I think that's a savage team. <laughs> I wish I could slate it, but it actually is a savage team. Uh 
that is if I was going out for the team tomorrow morning, I wouldn't like to face that. I won't lie to you. Uh, plus, I'm thinking you're after robbing a few of me players as well. So, and now I threw my team up first there now, so I think you kind of added uh, a few guys in. <laughs> actually, looking at your team, I might throw a few of your lads in actually. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before Dean goes to sleep, anyway, go on. Do you have Eddie Brennan as manager, you were saying? Eddie Brennan, uh, proud uh, leash Kilkenny man, is uh, he's the manager. So I'm not sure how the manager is going to work because I can't see Leash getting past Dublin. So. <laughs> but you know, if like either way, it's a win. So either uh, Dublin beat Leash or I have Eddie Brennan there who get me a few points. So uh, that's a win-win situation there for me. Yeah, I know um, Leash would love hearing that. Actually, uh, caught Dublin off guard last year, so hopefully. Behind the yeah, that was actually pretty rough to be fair. Because <laughs> Dublin were going so well, and then they got fucking, they got caught rotten. And uh, fair play to Leash that day; they were brilliant now. And uh, Leash Hurland is on the up, so uh, I know we gave them a lot of stick, but fair play to them. Um, go out with my team, Brian Cody as manager. Anyway, can't go against that. Um, can't go wrong. The first seven anyway, on Murphy on goal, full back line, Sean O'Leary Hayes, uh, Liam Ryan of Wexford and Garrod McInerney of Galway. Um, put Sean O'Leary Hayes there, he played a couple of games for Cork and cornerback and I won't lie to you, I couldn't put in the Kilkenny player I wanted to put there, a good friend of mine, Paul Murphy, but uh, hopefully he forgive me. Sean uh, O'Mori in the half back line, Claire, Sean Moran. And tight the Burka. Uh, midfield, Noel McGrath and Keane Lynch. Uh, half forward line, Joe Canning, TJ Reid and Lee Chen. And full forward, Patrick Horgan, Seamus Callan and Aaron Gallan. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that midfield is unreal. <laughs> which I believe I can't get over. Uh, and I hope they don't change the rules. Uh, but I can't get over. If you're trying to do that in the fancy Premier League, it will cost you about two hundred million to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a queer estimation there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, hopefully, but we'll uh, stick those themes up on Facebook and Instagram and see what you think. And um, just give, give out the website again. It's fancy hurling. Uh, sorry, would you believe it's after going a championship uh, you can enter your hurling team there and you can see if you can beat us on the two hands on the hurler. And they also do a football as well, uh, championship.fancyfootball.ie as well. So uh, check that out. Cool, guys. We'll uh, bait on. So the next topic is uh, is one that's very dear to uh, Liam. It's very sensitive. Hopefully he doesn't get too emotional on the line here. It's all about out uh, ankle injuries. Oh. We have <laughs> poor bastard. This poor like I've I've had some like shit ankle injuries, but this boy, this boy takes the biscuit. Like was uh, talking about uh, Dak Prescott, who's a uh, quarterback for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, and in fairness, Dallas Cowboys are having a pretty shitty season, and uh, Dak Prescott was one of the uh, the one kind of shining lights they had. He passed for over sixteen hundred yards. He was like a record in the first four games. Uh, no, no player has ever scored uh, or has ever passed for that many yards in the first four games. And uh, he also 
set another record in the, the one game that they did win uh, previous to last weekend where uh, he passed for 400 yards and he scored three touchdowns, which has never been done before. So he was uh, playing absolutely out of his skin for the Cowboys. And then uh, he took a little bit of a run on uh, Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> and uh, he fell over and his ankle um, his ankle had other ideas. It went completely the opposite direction. Uh, what do you think of this injury, guys? How, how, how much did you wince when you watched it, Nemo? Poor, poor bastard. Like, I'm, I'm still wincing at it just thinking of it. Like, <laughs> actually, I got, like, when you were just chatting about it there, I just started thinking of the video and I just got goosebumps. Like, yeah. what, like, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking hell. Like, what a poor cunt. And, like, did you see the pictures of him as well? Like, he was, like, obviously when he was being carried off, he was, like, crying. And, like, I'd say yeah. the pain of that was horrific. Well, he's like the probably the pain, the actual physical pain, uh, obviously horrific. But he's he's probably going to be out for the season as well, so he's probably yeah. thinking about that. Like his whole season is uh, is gone, and possibly could be a career-ending injury. You never know. But uh, he got lots of shout-outs from all the different uh, NFL stars. They were all kind of uh, tweeting and putting up about on uh, Instagram about uh, wishing him well, and hopefully he gets back to back to play again. Uh, but uh, even when he they kind of showed the replay and he like he just lifts up his leg and his his foot is like literally hanging off and you can see like his <laughs> his shin bone just kind of hanging at the end of his sock like it's uh it's pretty yeah, nasty. Then, then, then you hear the commentator saying hopefully it's just a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hopefully yeah. he just got a cramp. Uh, <laughs> you gotta love the American commentators though. They're uh, they're super enthusiastic. And, oh my god! <laughs> what yeah. do you think of it, TJ? Uh, would you believe I'm ashamed to say I never heard of Dak Prescott before you actually put up the video of it. Uh, I watched NFL very, very seldom, but it was actually horrific. It really was horrific. One thing we were chatting about was um, in an earlier podcast was about the amount of money that the players get and endorsements and all of that that come on top of it. Do you know what, actually, after watching that, they, they deserve everything they get, in a sense. Now, I know it can happen in amateur sports and all of that, but, I mean, like you were saying, it could be a career-ending injury. It was horrific. The only other thing, the only other incident I ever saw coming close to it was uh, being on McDonald the leash against Tyrone back, I think it was, was it 2004, and it was actually the same, but it, it's horrific to say it really is horrific. Um, what about the the Henrik Larsson one? Do you remember that one? Where he broke his, I think it was his shin bone, was it? It was like his, his shin just like folded in half. Do you know the one I remember, lads? Um, is a Cisa. He used to play with Liverpool. And uh, he was playing with yeah. France at the time, I think. I remember watching that one. That was disgusting. Was that his hand, was it? No? No, remember he, uh, did he slide in for a tackle or something and he just completely broke his shin? Like it just, it folded under him like. Was there some rugby guy who had like his, uh, one of his, one of his bones in his hands like popped out of his, popped through his skin or something? I'd say there's more than one. I'd say there's more than one. <laughs> it's quite common. <laughs> yeah. Is it the matter kind of... just is too hard lads? Is it that, or is it wrong? Like I, like in Croke Park the time they were complaining the time of Bino McDonald's that like the surface was too hard that still got caught in the 
in the ground. Is it a situation? Now, I don't know, is it because it's, say, semi-synthetic, some of the, the surfaces? Could it be prevented? Like, I know it's a, it doesn't happen that often, thank God, but is it a thing that it could be something done to prevent the likes of that happening? I don't know. Well, I think it was just. I think it was just a fucking a freak accident. Like, no, you you can't present prevent the freak accidents. Um, yeah. Like, it's you can do so much training for everything else that happens in the game, but it's like, it's just one of those variables you can't account on. You know, it's. I know they always say expect the unexpected, but how the fuck are you meant to expect something like that happen? No, yeah. there's just there's just shit like that that you can't you can't control. Um, so it, I, in real time, it didn't really look that bad, though. It just looked like he kind of got dragged down by the other yeah. guy, and that he it just did, pop up. Yeah, it did actually just look like a cramp. Yeah, and then <laughs> there's and then, foot's hanging off. Yeah. Well, in in some respects, you can say that you actually have uh, really strong ankles, Liam, because it's never happened to you. Yeah. Yes. Touch fucking wood. <laughs> <laughs> Touch a lot of wood there. Touch a wood. Yeah, pretty, fucking. Uh, hopefully yeah, not. Uh, hopefully never. Yeah. Especially when you're on the border, the border of being elite, like you know, you can. It's pretty serious. Yeah, stuff. borderline elite. Yeah. Borderline elite. Elite <laughs> <laughs> only for no drinking, man. So. <laughs> no drinking, Fuck no that laps. Drinking, man. I need more drink. To become elite, I need more drink. <laughs> <laughs> to get that, to burst through, to get to the next level. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, elite sport guys, what do you think of the uh, the Irish soccer team? Slash, uh, they've been uh, ravaged by uh, COVID nineteen, and uh, how do you think they're getting on? Steve Stephen Kenny, are you kind of happy enough with performances, and think he's heading the right direction? Yeah, compared to years, I think. I mean, it's it's better to watch, and they're creating chances. They're I never saw an Irish team, except once every five years, uh, putting in a f- performance that they're kind of dominating possession. The only thing is they're missing a clinical fi- finisher, the likes of Robbie Keane, Niall Quinn, someone like that, Ray Houghton, someone that can pop up, get goal. They had it with Jonathan Malters, but it, they had no one. Maybe Aaron Connolly, maybe Aaron Connolly coming back in, Adam Ida, and um, maybe they will against Finland tomorrow night, maybe we might. I think it's a situation that they're lacking confidence and they just need to get a goal, one of the players to yeah. get a goal, and then they might take off. Um, yeah, they're playing well. I think like Stephen Kenny was saying that he's kind of happy enough and like the goals will come. And I suppose it's like they're playing good football and they're not conceding a lot of goals. So they haven't really given up a lot defensively to, pay, to play a bit more with the ball. And like going away to Slovakia, and you know, having most of the ball like is something that you know I've never, I've never seen an Irish team do that. Like where they actually kind of will go away from home and impose themselves on the, on the other team, or even even at home. Like half the times, like we could be playing Cyprus at home, and they're just like lumping balls up to the forward and just conceding possession. So I think it's I think it's overall uh, it's quite positive to watch, and hopefully uh, we start getting some good results to back it up. What do you think, Limo? I think it was decent, lads. Like I was actually able, like I was able to sit down and watch the game, whereas I'd never sit down and watch a fucking football game. Um, I think you giving me the fucking homework of uh, following wolves has made me get into football a bit more. 
But uh, yeah, it was it was that bit exciting. But like, the, the not being able to finish did kill him. Like, but uh, yeah, fucking some go on to be able to stay and watch a, a full ninety minutes and then the extra time and then the penalties as well. So I was happy. I was happy. And fair play to the the Irish guys who uh, who stood up for the penalties. I know there was uh, a couple of misses in there, but it's uh, I, th- I don't think there was any sort of. Uh, like dishonor in the missing the penalties, I know. Um, Connor Brown got a bit of stick on social media the night afterwards, but like you know, any man who's going to step forward for his country and uh, take a shot in a penalty shootout uh, has has a lot of respect for, for me anyway. So uh, I want to say uh, fair play to all those guys who stood up. Yeah, without without like hundred percent, hundred hundred percent. Speaking of uh, uh, Wolves, Liam, uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has uh, tested positive for COVID. So that's essentially the entire Portuguese squad, which is essentially the entire Wolves uh, team are going to probably have COVID now. So Yeah, gone. Good luck. Looks Two like he's getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, look, it's just two weeks off really, isn't it? <laughs> Have you been a bit of a curse to Wolves? Because they were flying high the last couple of seasons and uh, they, they're not doing too well this year, Liam. So maybe you're a bit, of a, a bit of a curse. Yeah, it's early days. Yeah, Joe, give them a few weeks. They'll be grand. Actually, I loved their away kit. And uh, I was thinking of getting their away kit. Ooh, saucy. Yeah. That way, Joe, is fucking saucy. It is. It's white and has like uh, kind of blue patches through it. Like, oh, it's it's absolutely saucy. Are you sure it just doesn't, doesn't look saucy on uh, Adama Traore, who's an absolute fucking monster? Yeah, I think Anne would look saucy on him. Like, <laughs> in fairness, like he's a, he's a tank. He is. He is. Um, yeah. Obviously, he doesn't do any weight training either. Apparently so, but um, I don't know. Can I believe that? I'm looking at the size of him. I know there is just genetic freaks and all, but I don't. I think you do need a bit of weights there, like. Definitely a few bicep curls, I say he's doing. At least, at least. At least a few bicep curls. Cool, boys. We'll uh, move on to the next topic. So uh, the next one uh, I kind of uh, thought about during the week there was after uh, the LA Lakers won the um, the NBA championships. Now I'm not a huge. Uh, basketball fan don't follow a lot of basketball but just kind of um piqued my interest because i'm just wondering like is it easier for because lebron james he's won uh he's won four championships he's won two with miami heat he's won one with the cleveland cavaliers and he's won one with the la lakers and i was just wondering what your thoughts on is it easier or harder to win with different teams you know the way like you have like ronaldo who won the Champions League with Man United and then he went to Real Madrid and he won a few more and he's gone to uh, Juventus now and hope, and he's probably hoping to win another one compared to say Messi who's been at the one club for so many years and he can't, they had a few years where they won a few championships, a few Champions Leagues but now they've kind of gone a bit stale so I'm just wondering what you think yourselves, is it easier to to move club to kind of to win things or is it is it harder actually to kind of move around and still you know come out on top I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you what I think first I'm going to tell you what I think first 
I think I need a good Cornish going because I'm fucking starving, lads. And uh, and we'll uh, we'll come back to this then after after I have a good Cornish going, boys. You've the you've the blood sugar of the baby mouse. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's like dropping in five minutes. <laughs> I have a, a bladder. My 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 bladder of a fucking five year old man. I cannot hold my piss. <laughs> It all it all feeds off each other. It's so bad. It's so bad. All I'm thinking yeah. of was the big build up Robbie put in. Brilliant. <laughs> and then leave with a fucking haymaker. Fucking haymaker. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, you no, should have just uh, done like a mic drop and just dropped off the call and just left me and TJ here just being like, oh, okay, we'll come back later. <laughs> okay, so that, on that, that bombshell. I'll do that now. <laughs> all right the fucker's gone all right Tej, we'll uh we'll regroup and uh we'll slate uh, liam in whatsapp and we'll come back all right yep no <laughs> good luck good luck good luck good luck no. oh, oh. and uh welcome back welcome back boys um how was your currently score liam it was delicious it was worth the fucking it was worth cutting off your topic and uh i'm <laughs> taking a five minute break to have a Cornish going but uh yeah Completely worried. Completely Your blood worried. sugar has been restored. Restored, yeah. Empty the tank as well. So, you know, we have a good 15, 20 minutes here. Oh, oh. And uh, you, oh, TJ, what did you get up to? Other, other than uh, slaving away and behind the scenes? I'm freaked out here, lads. I, I think we better put the podcast on hold until after Halloween or something. I just listened back to the first part, and if Liam wasn't heavy breathing, he needs to get his house exercised, man. <laughs> Same Fuck off, this, this, this definitely could be one of you, you fucking bastard. You hear blaming poor old me? How could did, it be? Did, <laughs> did you hear about the uh, the guy who uh, performed the exorcism on the house? And then he, he wanted to get paid, and then he didn't get paid. So then the house got repossessed. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> just before we move on I have another quick dad joke while I remember it okay there's um, <laughs> just the guy who invented uh, sexual innuendo he, uh, he died there yesterday and his wife is taking it really hard <laughs> yes Robbie yes <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so anyway uh, LeBron James <laughs> yeah um, out there. What do you think? What do you, what do you think, Liam? Is it? Uh, I think it like it, it's such a tough one to answer. Like, isn't it? Like, ready to go? You can't, yeah, yeah. Um, like, it, it's just super tough to answer. Really, um, there's no clear cut. Yes, it's better to stay at team, or it's better to to move on. But. Uh, I think like it all comes down to like your mentality and how you uh, step into the new team and how you fit in. Or if you want to stick at a team, you know, you're going to have to, no matter what, you have to put in 100% and you want that winning mentality. But uh, I think staying at the team you're at always has that bit of an advantage because uh, the chemistry is there and it'll always be that bit better. Um, that's just me, lads. So you think it's hard? What was that? 
Robbie, I can't hear a word you're saying, man. Kurt to Robbie. Robbie. Clover Move franchise and it's me. What? <laughs> Robbie. Robbie's gone. <laughs> so now when he, he didn't go as me that was fucking up the podcast earlier. Oh, he's back, huh? He's back, huh? Look, Mr. Mr. Big Balls is back, huh? Yeah, well, like, uh, uh, like <laughs> lads, to be honest, like, I think it's a bad idea recording on the 13th, to be honest with you. It's just, it's a, it's a, ah, yeah, well, it's a Tuesday, so. It's all right, it's, it's all right. Like, well, it's grand. like, uh, it's like October 13th in like, you know, 2020. So it's going to be ah. completely fucked. Ah. And 13 is opposite to the 31st, which is Halloween. So, you know, pretty spooky. Minor detail. Minor detail. His- his grant. So anyway, basically, Liam, you're saying it's harder to move club and to keep winning. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So would you argue that Michael Jordan was not as good of a player as LeBron James? Because Michael Jordan, he stayed at the one team and he won six championships. And you've got LeBron James, he, he's moved around a bit and he's won four. So would you say like that LeBron has kind of gone like a, a harder path in, than compared to Michael Jordan? Yeah, like he probably has, but like each move that LeBron makes, like it's it's obviously not uh a guess is it oh I'll I'll go here, we might win something, is it oh I'll go here we might win something. Like he obviously knows like I'll go here, there's definitely something here. You know. Um I don't know. They're both like they're they're both decent, like yeah, they're both decent, but uh I don't think that can be called. Um like obviously uh Fucking LeBron James, like today's game is a bit faster and a bit more intense. Uh, and you have like of this era, they are considered better athletes, uh, just because it is the faster game, the more physical. Like, I know you're you're thinking, oh, basketball's non contact, but basketball's the most uh, contact, non contact sport ever. It's like there's lads going out there wearing fucking gum shields. Um, but uh, I I throw them on level par, lads. I'll throw them. They're both they're both decent, both decent. Both have their hands and two hands in the hurl. They have, they seriously have, yeah. What do you think, Teach? What would you think is harder? Uh, well, it depends. That like you have, like if you compare the likes of Messi to Ronaldo. I mean, you'd have to say Messi was way more successful. Um, like it Ronaldo won more Champions League, no? I know, but I mean, consistent. I I think consistently. I mean, it, are you saying this with your Liverpool hat on, though? Are you just biased against a former United player? <laughs> no, no, no. Far from it. I always <laughs> had respect for Ronaldo. I mean, away from the field, if not many knows the charitable acts he does. So you have to respect the man for uh, leave rivalry on the field aside. Um, I think Messi was more successful because it's it's. I think it's harder staying with a winning team. It's you often hear of like when Kilkenny were going really good, they were nearly classed as invincible, and say Manchester United in their prime and they're going and winning Premier League after Premier League, and when they done the treble and all of that. It's 
to keep that winning, to keep the motivation to win. I know there's money there, there are bonuses and everything like that, but they still have to be motivation within. I mean, it's very easy to go to another team and say, here, I'm sure what happened there, make a fresh start here. I mean, I don't think that always works. Um, you can have players that may, may have had success at their start to their career and have no success now. And I think they're the players that deserve the, the greatest respect that they they had success with the team and they're staying there to try and strive to to regain that, in other words, momentum and success again. And that's where I think an awful lot of the current Barcelona players uh, kind of deserve respect. Some of the journeymen are after leaving or they got, were rid, got rid of. I think it's better to be classed as I mean, if you think about it, you respect Steven Gerrard for what he'd done with Liverpool, even though he never got success. It's if you start off with a team and that's your team and you keep striving to go back, whether you get success or not, I think that's worth more than winning multiple trophies with multiple teams. It's just my two cents on it. Are you like? Are you again just letting your Liverpool biases come in? <laughs> 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 trying to like trying to sell Steven Gerrard's career there. Um, like he won the Champions League, but like, what what else did he win? I know, I know, but I mean, I think the likes of Frank Lampard. I know he had success in that, but I mean, his main player playing career was around Chelsea. I can't remember him playing for any other team. I won't lie, and I think play for West Ham. I can't remember. I won't like you. But you played for his cu- first couple of years. He played for West Ham and then uh, Chelsea uh, bottom up. Well, it'd be a bit like Roy Keane then with United. I mean, if you have, I mean, you can't you can't down a player for say leaving a team that they may not be may not be a top side, and that's not taking anything away from West Ham or Wolves or anyone like that. But if you have a player that has the ability to progress up, that they want to compete for trophies, you have to respect that they, they would want to move on. But if they are kind of, you have to respect the players that go to, a, say, started off their career as a big club and finish off their career with it. They are an awful lot of players that they're kind of journeymen. And it's across, I mean, you have it in every sport, you even have it with managers you have kind of managers that are journeymen and they're in it for they're in it kind of for the money and that's it where I don't know maybe maybe I'm not making sense here but it's just my opinion on it I think you'd have to respect the players that stick with one club or stick with start off their career and then progress up because every player would want strike like if you have a player started off their career I'd say in the league of Ireland you couldn't slay them because they went into a top Premier League side. That because he was trying to win something, or he was trying to play at a higher level, sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. I mean, Seamus Coleman started off his career in League of Ireland, and now he's competing with Ever er, playing with Everton. Who will, to be fair, on current form, will compete towards. They may not win the Premier League, but they could achieve a high status in it. And if Everton are able to get into Europe again. I mean, it'd be a big boost, and I think that'd be worth a hell of a lot more than 
a player starting or say starting off in the club, then going to Man United, then going to Real Madrid, going to Barcelona, going to Juventus, or then going over to America or China to finish off their career. I think the players that kind of want to strive for success start off at a lower level, they show their ability and then progress up. And kind you of more more respect for the player who kind of will stick it out at the one club, and you know, you know the way you see a lot of players and they'll kind of they'll kiss the crest and all this sort of stuff, and next week they'll be off at a different club and they'll be doing the same thing. So you've kind of more respect for the guy who's kind of stick it out to be like a one club man sort of thing. Exactly, I, and I mean, like there's a lot of slagging. He's one of our greatest goal scorers in Ireland, Robbie Keane, and we have him back in the heartbeat. Anytime with the Republic of Ireland, he's a phenomenal player. But every club that Robbie Keane went to was his dream team. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might, that might Even the team he went to in Turkey, wasn't it? It was like, oh, I've always dreamed of playing for this. Exactly. And I mean, it, it's a gamble for players as well. I mean, Robbie Keane went to Liverpool nearly ended his career. And there was a hell of a lot of players that went to clubs and it nearly ended their career. I mean... You had Pogba with Manchester United. Manchester United never got the best state of Paul Pogba. Um, like, I think you're just, your, your whole rant here is just turning into like framing everything about Liverpool being great and Steven Gerrard and Pogba, he's a United man and he's, you know, he's, he's useless because he's kind of moving around close. So like, I just think it's impossible to talk to you about this because <laughs> your, your bias is just coming through and through and through at every statement you're making. Well, to be fair to do away with any bias. You'd lose respect for Luis Suarez. You'd lose respect for Coutinho. I mean, they... <laughs> this is literally just reaffirming what I just said. Like, you're bringing up Coutinho. Yeah. He left Liverpool. Like, <laughs> he left Suarez. He left Liverpool. Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> I think you're completely biased. You know, it's okay. It's okay. Just, you just need to, you know, admit it. <laughs> I have no difficulty with it. <laughs> <laughs> just just out of nowhere you're bringing up Coutinho and Suarez leaving like <laughs> 30 years waiting for a Premier League like so deserve to be biased <laughs> okay so I think you can uh, confirm that uh, you are indeed a Liverpool fan who wasn't bitter about United winning all these trophies for all these years <laughs> and you do like Ronaldo you do like Ronaldo for his charity work but not for his uh, winning Champions League and stuff. <laughs> Basically, yeah. that's to summarise your point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. Yeah. Cool, boys. We will, uh, sorry, go on, Limo. I was going to say, he didn't even answer the question that was asked. So. Yeah, he's kind of dodging, <laughs> dodging it around there. Dodging it, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> we'll play on anyway. I'll just give my perspective on it real quick that um, I think it's harder to generate like a winning philosophy at one club, but once it kind of gets going, it's kind of, it just kind of, it fulfills itself, you know, uh, but then kind of, it, it can be easier to kind of go to a new club and kind of ignite a bit of a fire and kind of get things going. But uh, obviously just kind of ups and downs to both, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving swiftly on. So we're going to move on to the high ball. So, contrary to popular opinion, I'm not going to go on a rant about bounties. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
just want to mention it is Halloween soon, so make sure you, you stock up on the bounties and the smoky bacon crisps. <laughs> I'm sure that. Yeah. Yeah. So the highball topic, basically, if you were a a player in a sport, right? So it could be any sport. It could be soccer. It could be rugby. Uh, obviously not hurling or GA because you don't get paid because it's kind of questions to do with kind of financial stuff. So say if you were a player and you were at a very small club and you're only getting five grand a week, but the fans absolutely fucking loved you. Everything you did, every time you touched the ball, it was like, you know, everyone was chanting your name and all this sort of stuff. So would you rather be that player or would you rather be the guy who's earning a hundred grand a week and he's sitting on the bench, he never gets a game. The kind of whenever he comes onto the pitch, the fans are like, "Oh God, not this guy!" But you get you're sitting on the bench, you know. You're basically getting paid to train. You're getting paid a hundred grand a week. Uh, so, what would you rather be? Would you rather be uh, the guy who's not making a whole lot of money, but he's you know a, a fan favorite, or would you rather be someone who the fans don't really care about? But you're making uh, a buttload of money. What would you be, Teach? Um, when you said it first, I'd rather be the, the player that's earning the less money and has the support of the fans. Um, Is that because I kind of sold it to you, though? I kind of, you know, I kind of, I made it seem a lot nicer. <laughs> not really, because I, like, I often, like, my, I, I got an opportunity um, to earn money from a hobby or what have have it. And, you know, I, I'm not going to mention the career, but I didn't enjoy it. Is it being a gigolo? Shifting women? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, nah, he would have he taken that one with fucking two hands. <laughs> two hands on the hurl and everything else. And the way it is, I always think, I, I, it might sound funny, but if you were earning 5000 a week, it's more than enough to, to sustain a living, being honest. And you're enjoying what you're doing here. You're earning the respect rightfully. You're, you, if you have the fans with you, you're going to strive to achieve the best. Um, and you're going to enjoy doing it. You won't have any enjoyment um, sitting on the bench earning loads and loads of money. Because, well, personally, that would be my opinion. I'd rather be happy and respected than earn a shitload of money. Personally. Um, and my personal opinion is you should never be paid for a hobby because then that becomes a job in a sense. Now, that might be going away, you're earning 5000 That's fair enough, you have to earn a living. That's your sole career. So that would be my opinion. I'd rather play where you're respected and you could bring more satisfaction to that small group of fans than you would ever in a big club. But say like just to feed into the the kind of last topic a little bit that say like you wouldn't win anything at this club like you'd be kind of like fighting relegation or you'd probably lose way more games than you would win and like you know compared to the other player who might like pick up like you know Premier League winning medal or you know a European Cup winning medal and not really have kicked much of a ball like would you would you still kind of um, yeah you still kind of rather be the guy fighting relegation you know but a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah, I won't lie. I, I like I'm not going to mention again, but I was involved with teams that I wouldn't have. I honestly can say if they were successful, I couldn't 
ever try and take credit for. And that would be my personal thing that if you're not doing anything to, or you're not, in other words, you don't have a feed into the success, how can you take credit from it? And then you can't get satisfaction from it. If you were sitting on the warm and the bench and getting an odd maybe 10, 15 minutes and earning massive amounts of money, I consider that cheap. I won't lie to you. And that, that's just a personal thing. And I often said it to people that I would have been involved with it, with teams. Well, here, if we do have success, I know I can offer more. If if I can't offer it, well, I'm not, I can't take any credit for it. And that would be the the personal opinion. I'd rather be fighting for relegation and have an input into getting the team to avoid relegation, giving hope to fans and all of that, than having fans being their hard-earned money to see you warm in the bench. Uh, I think there's more satisfaction in, even if you won Champions Leagues or every trophy available, I'd nearly rather be the one that's in the hard work somewhere that you can actually see your input. What about you, Limo? What would you prefer? Ooh, just hold on here. To catch me in the yawn there. TJ, you're some man to fucking waffle. Ah, <laughs> oh, boys. Um... Yeah, look, like obviously I'd love to be, like if I was in that position, I'd love to be playing more minutes and having that bit more fun out on the pitch. But if you offered me a hundred grand to fucking warm a bench, <laughs> Jesus Christ, give me a fucking cushion. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, boys. I am fucking, I, that, that whole <clears throat> bench is going to be warm. That whole bench is going to be warm. Yeah, it's not just going to be one corner. It's the whole fucking bench will be warm for the team. Um, yeah, no, like, it's a, it's a lot of money, like, you know, and obviously you can sort yourself out, like, even if you played there for a fucking year or whatever, two years, that's your life, that's your life sorted. Like, you're not even fucking playing, you're getting fucking, as I said, 10 minutes a game, whatever. 100 grand, grand, two, three years, one, two, three years, uh, yeah, fuck me off to a smaller club then. I wouldn't mind taking a pay cut then because I've already made my money and I can play for fun then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like it. as I said, I'd love to be that guy to say no, I'd turn it down. But if I was on five grand a week and I was offered a hundred grand a week, like, and if I if I if I rejected that, I went home and I told my mother and my father, my grandmother and my grandfather, they'd fucking slap me. <laughs> I'd be the end of me. You'd never see me again. You know, like it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I think well, like can it, I throw it was, a bit of a curveball at you, a bit of a highball curveball at you. Oh, oh! Say if you were at you like you were at the the club where you were making the five grand a week, right? And you were a fan yeah. favorite and all this sort of stuff, and you were going on like kissing the jersey and you know die for the club and all the interviews and blah blah blah. And then their rival club, who was like a massive team, said we'll offer you, you know, the hundred grand a week or whatever, but you'd be absolutely fucking hated. You'd be a complete Judas to the other team. You'd still do it. <laughs> Just want to see how low you're going to go here. <laughs> yeah, I think that one kind of half changes it. But like, there's there's going to be so much thought put into that. Like, because as I said, like it's it's a lot of money to turn down. You're you're turning down an extra ninety five grand a week. Yeah, so that's. Uh, 
It is pretty sweet. Like a uh, Gareth Gareth Bale who got paid uh, was it two hundred and whatever crazy grand a week to play golf essentially because Real Madrid weren't picking him, but he was happy enough to just see out his contract. Yeah, yeah. Actually, look, that lad was fucking. You know, that's that's a, a proper mentality. Like that's a business <laughs> businessman businessman mentality. Uh, I don't know to a rival club. I think that's a hard call, but. Um, do you see uh, Luis Figo yeah. when he went from uh, Barcelona to Real Madrid that he went to take a corner he was in the new Camp in Barcelona Stadium and he went to take a corner and they threw like a pig's head on for a move to Real Madrid so, uh, no I didn't that's see pretty that cool. but, um, yeah that's pretty uh, pretty out there like um, I'm going to be honest I think I think I would do it I think I would do it like I'm okay with people calling me a wanker or you know, those uh, death threats or whatever but uh I think I'd be okay with that. Kilkenny uh, rugby club's biggest rival. Um, Jesus. Who, or what team do you hate the most? Do I or maybe hate not hate the most, the most but you like you love to beat them. Love to beat them, even from an underage, uh, an underage point of view. I love beating Gory. Um, no, okay, so say Gory, right? Gory offer you a big fat contract, and you have to live in Gory as well, which you know. Not it's pretty option. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but what if Gory came in and they said, "Right, Liam, big fat contract. You like you're nearly uh, elite, so we're going to take you from we're going to take you up to elite as well. But you're going to probably be a squad player. Where are you going to go for the for the big for the big dollars to be a squad a squad player with Gory? <laughs> See, you're actually making me think about this one now because. Fuck it, I knew all would, your friends man. are probably all your rugby lads, all the rugby lads are listening. They'd be like, Oh, if you go to fucking Gory, you're fucking gone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck. Um, yeah, like if I did go to Gory, yeah, you know, and if I only got like 10 minutes a game, those 10 minutes would be absolute torture. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine coming back to Kilkenny Rugby Club in a Gory shirt. Oh, would, would they throw a pig's head at you? Would they throw a pig's head at you? Nah, I'd be fucking shot dead, so I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, would you be welcome out for points afterwards? Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this, this is taking it to an emotional level, Robbie. This is <laughs> <laughs> see, like it's not—it's not just a straightforward ninety-five grand. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of emotional stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think like if it was any other team than Gory, I think I'd go. It's just. Gory, man. Just gory. <laughs> Fucking gory. <laughs> gory. Yeah. What would be the equivalent for you, TJ? Oh, just don't ramble on too much because uh, <laughs> it's, it's nearly his bedtime. I'd have to say, yeah. I'd have to say Cork. Or, and now, no offence to anyone in Cork, but it's just after being so many heartbreak with teams against Cork and being honest, can't take anything away. But yeah, that'd be... Um, like it is a big decision like and the funniest thing about it is Liam squirming there it's just hilarious like <laughs> I love how he kind of flip flop from oh definitely I'll take it off you I'll be the best bench warmer of all time and it's like, oh, it's, it's though, Corey it's Corey <laughs> if he, as I said any other team any other rival team sign me up I will be your best bench warmer <laughs> but uh, Gory man if your head was on the chopping block and Liam was being interrogated 
and he had he was the one that was going to decide your fate. I guarantee you, your head would be chopped off after that. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me the fucking axe. Give me the axe. <laughs> but, yeah, but it, one thing not going off topic is it isn't. Don't bring up Liverpool again. If you bring up Liverpool says, again, that's it. He says that. Says that before he goes off topic. <laughs> He's gone rogue. He's gone rogue. Go on. If you were a professional, you had a young family, you'd have more considerations than just yourself. Yeah, like Liam was on about take the abuse and all of that. Everyone knows there's far more in the background than just the player themselves. It's the players close family, wives, uh, children or anything, and then parents. Did well. you say wives? Did you say wives? Wives, yeah. <laughs> I think we're straying into dangerous territory here. <laughs> just maybe they have one wife, just for simplicity. Not talking about Henry Dave here. But, um, no, but I mean, that that would be a consideration, I think, as well. I mean, it isn't just yourself. They are, if you are getting abused, it will be affecting more than just you. Yeah, but at the end of the day as well, it's an extra 95 grand. You're, you're definitely going to be setting up your family there as well, TJ. No, but I, from the question Robbie asked, I think he was saying it's the club you went to. So if you, say, moved from Kilkenny to Gorey, or you went from Newcastle to Liverpool or Man United... I hear come on, I hear come yeah. on. <laughs> Liverpool again. You're, you're uprooting your... You'd be... It depends if you do have a family, but you'll be uprooting and they will be, they'd have to come with you and they will be getting the abuse as much as you are. Yeah, but they'd be a lot more uh, financially secure. Yeah, but how much? You'd, like, you'd get over it after a few years. Like, oh, that cunt left us, ha, huh? grand. Uh, that was five years ago. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, like if you're bringing up the fact of your family, oh, and no. if you're going to, if you're going to turn down 100 grand a week, uh, yo. I know, but Robbie... Like that. Robbie's question was, the, the club you went to, or the team you went to, their supporters, they like. So yeah, the, but, uh, the team you left, it's the actual supported, uh, the supporters of the team you went to didn't munch you there. I know, I know what his question was, but what you've brought up the family part as well. Are you going to turn down a hundred grand that would absolutely set up your family for life and stay going with five grand where you mightn't be as financially safe? Yeah, I suppose it's a kind of counterpoint from Liam there. Like, you know, you're talking about maybe moving the family and all that sort of stuff. But like, you know, like you might be thinking in the background, fucking 95 grand, you know. That would, that would help the family out a lot, you know. So that's going to, the family yeah. thing is like a double-edged sword. Like you could go either way with that. But at what cost, in a sense, could 95 it... 95 grand. 95 <laughs> fucking grand, DJ. <laughs> no, what I mean is at what cost. If you, if you went to a team where, say you were at a team that you were starting, and you went to a club where it could actually end your career. If you are not, if you are not, if you are not, not playing, you're not on the market in other words. You're not exhibiting the skills you have. So it could be a situation that you could be let go on a free transfer or you could be missing out as well. I mean, it could be a career-ending... 
you're not exactly going to be let go on a free transfer because it's part. It was part of the deal that you're you're signing up to warm the bench. Yes, yeah, say like you have like a five-year contract either way. Like so you're there for five years. You're going to the five last years. five years. Your last five years of your career. Like I know that's we're kind of like, expanding on it a bit. I know. That's like what overall? That's like twenty-five, twenty-six million. Fucking hell, sign me up. Except is that actually what it is, or did you just did you just pull a, a number out of your arse there on that? Uh, <laughs> no, I. I <laughs> Quick maths, quick maths. I think it is. Quick maths, okay. man. Quick maths. We're gonna have our <laughs> fact checkers. Our fact checkers. I thought, yeah, hundred grand, hundred grand a week for fifty-two weeks is five point two uh, million, isn't it? In it, in it, mate. In it, I could be way off there. <laughs> and, no, so it kind of sounds. It sounds pretty half decent, yeah. Yeah, and then if you multiply that by five, uh, it's twenty-six million. After taxes, though. After taxes, I don't know. What would your what, what the fuck would your taxes be at hundred grand a week? Probably well, a lot. Look, twenty percent. You're sorted anyway. So twenty percent. So you're talking twenty million then. So you're like if if Gory were on the phone in the morning, you'd say no, no matter what. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> For we, have, we we have been we have been in contact with representatives from Gory and they are interested in so. They're interested in paying me a hundred grand a week. Yeah, fuck, fuck it. Sign yeah. me up. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> if you're, Give me a pen. Give me a pen. Uh, Liam has just been uninvited to the Kilkenny Rugby uh, Club uh, Christmas <laughs> yeah. party. I've just been kicked out of the group chats. <laughs> <laughs> See, Liam's WhatsApp is just like everybody's typing. <laughs> fuck it. hundred grand a week. Sign me up. Cool, boys. I think we'll uh, we'll leave her there. So that's a good high ball for Pedias. Yeah. Good luck. So we'll uh, <laughs> sign off until next week. And uh, good luck, good luck, good luck. Good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. Good luck. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you for listening to the Two, Two Hands, hands in a Hurry podcast. podcast.